Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM www.crkc.ie or on the Radio Garden app you want to get in touch with us our text line is 086 353 that's sponsored by taxback.com at Clune Tech Company 086 353 well we have plenty for you this evening in a busy day in sport I'm joined in the studio there by Paddy Kelly and Liam Kelly Oroko was on duty at UPMC Nolan Park today Kenny and Waterford, a great game in UPMC Nolan Park. Barry Henriques will tell us all about that in a moment as Kilkenny qualified for the National uh, Hurling League semi-finals. No joy for Kilkenny in the Camogie. They lost to Clare. We'll hear from uh, Kenneth Brennan in that match during the course of the programme. During the week, disappointment for St. Kieran's. They lost the All-Ireland to Orskullery from Limerick, who won their first title. Disappointment for the Loretta. They lost the Junior A Camogie on Friday to the Ursulines in Turles. And another Turles school won the Junior B Camogie with uh, defeating St. Bridget's of Callan. A very nostalgic day for St. Bridget's, as we will hear later when Barry spoke to Noel O'Driscoll. Kilkieran's won the Leinster Junior A semi-final defeating uh, good counsel during the week the other semi-final is on next Wednesday Kilkenny CBS against St. Peter's down in Wexford We'll hear from John Corrigan with Kenny uh, District League results. Lots happening on cross-channel soccer. Paddy Kelly and Liam Kelly-Rook will keep his post on that. A big game in Scotland as well. Liverpool and Nottingham Forest live at the moment. If we hear a cheer in the studio, it'll mean Liverpool will have scored from Liam Kelly-Rook. <coughs> the semi-final draw has just been made. Manchester City will play Nottingham Forest or Liverpool. Chelsea are up against Crystal Palace. Kilkenny retained our Division 1 status in rugby. We'll hear from James Blanchfield. Horse rescuing down Patrick Bear will be here later on. The Bahrain Grand Prix took place today. We'll tell you about that later. And a huge weekend for Kilkenny Handball. We'll have all the results. We're going to kill that uh, team now at this stage because we have a far more important person to talk to than listen to that team. Barry Henriquez was on duty in UPMC Lowland Park today and he saw Kilkenny record an impressive win over Neighbours Waterford. Yes, I did. Dickie, I'm surprised you're still talking after that marathon in charge of the whole radio system here in Kilkenny for uh, the sport from somewhere before the Angeles to the next Angeles. Do you realise that, that there were two Angeluses between the, what you were consider, contributing? Anyway, Nicky, 221, 21 points. That was the name. That was the final score in uh, Nolan Park today. Two, over Just over two weeks ago, I went to Parallel Park and the naysayers in Kilkenny were saying that Dublin could turn up Kilkenny. There was even one lad suggested that Dublin could win the National League. Well, neither of those two prognostications came through because Kenny still is in Dublin, a Dublin team that are made hurlers with very, very little uh, instinctive skills. But be that as it may, their instinctive skills showed up in Northern Park today. This was a great game to win for Kenny. People were saying the next two matches will define Kenny. That was the one, the Dublin one, which is a, a mess. The one of what certainly was the one today. Kenny were very impressive all the way through. It took them a while. Waterford opened very, very lively. They were flashing the ball all over the place and took Kenny a bit of time to uh, come up to their uh, uh, level. Be that as it may, at, at, at the quarter wage, at the quarter uh, hour stage, uh, Waterford led very comfortably seven points to four at that stage. And then Kenny really got to terms with the Waterford game plan. Uh, Waterford had missed the uh, two certain goal chances which bad, bad end game, the ball flashing wide on both occasions. Kilkenny got a goal. The goal was crafted by uh, Walter Walsh. Uh, 
young Blanchfield, Devin Blanchfield was in on the making of it. The ball eventually going to Killian Buckley in the middle of the field. There was 25 minutes gone on the clock as Liam Kelly O'Rourke was eulogising about from Croke Park. That, and uh, Buckley buried the ball in the back of the net. I thought it was a, a good goal, but I thought it was a savable goal. They put Kilkenny dead level with the Edesha. One seven to ten points. That was the score. A point by Mullen in the 27 minutes. Put Kilkenny out in front. And they were never to be headed. At halftime, they were in front one ten to 11 points. But they were still in front. And that's the operative word. Still in front. They cruised through the second half. Second half, not half as good as the first. But uh, Kilkenny eventually coming out on top. They got the second goal. It was scored by Billy Ryan due to a defensive error by the Waterford fullback. Kilkenny were at the Rees uh, addressing the Waterford, uh, the Waterford uh, contribution in, in, in Nolan Park. Be that as it may, Kilkenny came out of that game with a lot of uh, positives, in my opinion. Kilkenny had the best goalkeeper in the land in Old Murphy. Mikey Butler, he, he was as game as a gander, as they say. Uh, he was on the best, one of the three best forwards in the game, in my opinion, in Hutchinson. He gave Hutchinson just two points. Dendy Hutchinson, good hurler. Mikey Butler, a hell of a cornerback. Hugh Lawler had an inspiring game at fullback. Richie Reid slotted in at centre-back with another guy that really is impressing me here is David Blanchfield from Venice Bridge. I've seen him in three games up to now and every game he has stepped up in performance. That's a big plus for Kilkenny. Up front, people said Porrick Walsh was man of the match. I wouldn't disagree. My man of the match would be Mikey Butler for the the job that he did on Desi Hutchinson. Also up front, Wally coming into his own, threw his weight around the place. The Waterford lads knew he was on the field, and that's for sure. And how the crowd crowd reacted, a crowd of over 8,000 people, how they reacted when Wally started using his weight, throwing his uh, ballast, his considerable ballast around the place. Kilkenny Hurd with great concentration, a great attitude, and an admirable, an admirable style. They won, as I said, Nicky, quite comfortably in the finish, and uh, in a game that they certainly were never going to lose once they came up tight uh, after 25 minutes in the first half. It ended 2.21 to 21 points. Kilkenny deserved winners of that. There is no doubt. And Barry, Watford lined out without a couple of uh, maybe uh, some experienced players. Would you p- put any store in that? I would not. Be, uh, people were saying that uh, people were saying that ah, Watford had qualified already, uh, so like Kilkenny had to win to qualify. I put the question to Liam Cahill. He said, "Do you think we came up here to lose? Don't be foolish, Watford. I would like. Of course, you've missed good hurlers, but Kilkenny, don't forget. Don't forget." The Kilkenny were short of TJ Reid, the best forward in the game, bar none. Kilkenny were short of Paddy Deegan, a brilliant centre-half back, magnificent centre-field player, a great leader of men. When you look at the Kilkenny team, and I'm not preempting anything, Nicky, but you have a, a spine on this Kilkenny team. I tell you something, there's no team has a spine like it. Owen Murphy, Hugh Lawler in the goal, I'm pitching the team, Richie Reid. Around the, at, at centre back. Then you have Padraig Welsh, an, an amazing leader, a great, great hurler. Wadworth were saying that uh, they were lucky, they were delighted to see Tyke the Burke come back. Padraig Welsh got six points from playoff. Everything Padraig Welsh hit today turned to gold. He never missed one effort at a point. And up front, then you have Wally up there. And uh, 
you know, that's a hell of a spine. And you have TJ Reid then at number 14. Where is there a better spine, Nicky? So you're obviously feeling very confident going into the semi-final again, Cork, next weekend. I would have no fears whatsoever of Cork. Because I think the attitude of these players, they really have come on. It showed me in Dublin that they were getting tied up into they were buying into the Kilkenny brand they were buying into the Kilkenny methodology and it certainly proved it today in Nolan Park Barry we thank you for your time for us today and we uh, we'll talk to you shortly right Nicky thank you thank you Bye. okay that was our own We'll get a couple of texts in in a minute and uh, it would have helped if I put up the fader, Liam, wouldn't it? Uh, thanks to Barry for that. We'll, uh, after the game, uh, Liam Kelly Rook, our commentator, and his uh, analyst, Joe Hennessy, they chatted about how they felt the game went. This is what Joe had to say. And sweeping up the dangerous Killian Buckley. Killian has space. Between the 45 and 65. Lays the ball off to Porrick Walsh. From the centre of the field. Porrick Walsh puts it over the bar. Joe Hennessy, oh, he's magnificent. Super, he got a good, a good, a very good pass off of Killian Buckley. I don't know if that five or six points he's after scoring today. <laughs> but he has, he has tormented his marker, I tell you. 221 to 21 points. And with that, the referee says that's enough. Full-time whistle blown here in UPMC Nolan Park. Kenny putting in a magnificent performance. The win against Dublin wasn't a flash in the pan. They backed it up. 221 to 21 points. He's got to be a happy man, Joe. Absolutely, Liam. And remember this, that the, the punters were saying all week come into the Kenny dublin match that Dublin were definitely going to win in Parnell Park. I didn't see it that way. And the last put in a great performance. Now, today was unbelievable because with a shaky start enough, Wadsworth were on top running all over the place but when we got going the, the last 45 or 50 minutes of that game the Kenny were absolutely superb to a man the honesty integrity the battles the manliness, you name it, had everything that's good in Kilkenny Hurl that came out there in the last 15 minutes. And not only the results, because we have to remember the time of year we're in, but the performances, because there was plenty of doom and gloom around Kilkenny at certain stages. That's got to put that to bed now. There is well, promising players out there. Absolutely. Look at and Again, I looked at Independent this morning and they were tipping Waterford to win the match. We're getting used to that now. Yeah. We just keep turning them over. Let them keep giving the other lads the favourite tag. We don't mind. We just keep that kind of honesty. The honesty today and now will do the panel absolutely great. When they go back in training, and next week there'll be a great buzz in the panel now Win it, winning you can't beat winning mm. and to have those games now so close to championship bring them on you can never get enough of it. you're never tired you're only tired when you lose like. yeah. and just quickly then Joe standout players for you today oh look I, I, I kind of you, know, you could you could mention every absolutely everyone but for leadership quality Hugh Lawler was absolutely unbelievable uh, Richie Reid reading of the game David Blanchfield again Mikey Carey all the backs Mikey Butler Tommy Welch middle of the feed was very good as well and Walter well, I'd have to give him a man of the match. No, he's, I thought he's working. We needed that physicality. He changed the course of the game for Kilkenny when he started using his physique. And, 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 and Parry, which is points were unbelievable stuff. Every one of them. They all had a Billy Ryan got a great goal as well. And, and Adrian Mullen had yeah. his moments as well. Every one of them added to that performance. And sometimes maybe we don't give Walter the credit he's due. He, he offers something very different. Yeah, but today, no, today we need him. We really need him today. And he came up trumps his leadership card. He used his physicality. And when he tears into lads, he brings the crowd, he brings all the players around him into the game. And I have to say that lads that came in off the sideline as well. Yeah. They added to that. We got a couple of scores off the lads as well. Owen Cody's superb points. And... Um, a few more there as well. Look, we, I, I don't like leaving out anyone, but every one of them added to the, to the win today. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was Joe Hennessy talking to our own Liam Kelly O'Rourke at the end of the game there. Just text coming in there. Uh, good win today. League was been very, it's been very beneficial. Butler, Blanchfield, and Kenny all hurled well, and uh, also said that putting um, Mikey Butler and Desi Hutchison was some confidence booster. So he's going to be our man to mark the danger men inside. Before we ask Paddy and Liam for their comments on the game, let's hear what Brian Cody and Liam Cal had to say to our own Barry Henriquez after the game. <laughs> So look, it's just a question the players worked hard, the attitude was good. Um, it's essentially not a match for us from point of view of the league. We had to win, they didn't have to win, so probably we had a greater um, motivation, if you like, probably to try and win the game, because otherwise we were gone. Yeah, just with the way the league is structured, kind of close to championship now, and you know, is the motivation still to go pull back and try and win it. Oh, well, you see, once you're out in the field, you can't, you, you automatically, everything kicks in, like, you I mean, you're playing hurling and wide, you want to, does it matter whether you win or lose? It always matters if you win or lose, and if, if it doesn't, there's something wrong, you know, so, once the game is on, off you go, and, look, sure, it's brilliant preparation for championship as well, but it goes beyond that too, like, I mean, there's two competitions you try and win every year, obviously the first one is the championship, but then it's the league, and to structure this year where they run very close together, but so be it. Is it, going to, is it a little bit strange to get head around playing first round of the championship in the middle of April? Well, I mean, obviously it's earlier than usual, but it, it can't be strange, you know, because I mean, we know the, we know the fixtures for a long time, and we plan for whatever whenever the fixture is made, and we don't make the fixtures, but we just have to go ahead and be ready for whatever is thrown at us. So, what about the semi-final next weekend? Yeah, we just go ahead and get ready for them play, you know. Um, sorry, who are we playing? Cork. 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 Okay, well, sure. I mean, it's obviously going to be Cork or Wexford. You know, they were the two teams, and um, we're in, we're in the semi-final already. So um, it's all part and parcel of um, what we have to do to be able to prepare first of all for the championship and try and win the league. Things seem to be picking up with the team now, yeah? You're good from a very good, strong forest against them. Today was good, even, even though you came down, you know, the scenario changed, but you haven't to be honest. The team is still improving. Well, I mean, that's the nature of the team, that's what you want to be trying to do. Obviously, if we want to make any progress, we have to improve. You know, you can't just stay as we are. And look, I'm happy with the attitude of the team, the work rate was good. And if it weren't good today, we couldn't have won the game. Brian, you got some Ballyhale guys back on the pitch as well. Um, is TJ close? Yeah, well, TJ played through the club championship carrying injury, really, which he had to do, you know, and understandably he did it. And he's just doing a bit of rehab at the moment. But TJ will, will hopefully over the next couple of weeks get back into it. He certainly won't make next weekend. Um, what do you make, obviously, there's a kind of running row over uh, with the GPA and GA over expenses and cooperation between players, even on match day? Like, what, what do you make of what's going on? Or clearly, do you well, feel like any of the players are... Well, I, I'm only here to talk about the match, that's all I'm mm. talking about. You're on next weekend's match either, or the 18th of qualified to talk about. Mm. I mean, the emergence of young players, Brian, like uh, Mikey, young, I said, but they're coming on. Mikey Butler and, and young as like Liam Blanchard, they certainly are giving you less sleepless nights. Yeah, you know, Davey Blanchfield, yeah, no, I mean the Look, they're good players. Why are they in the panel, first of all? Because they're good, you give them an opportunity and to go ahead and just take a claim for the jersey and they're doing that. But I mean, we also other players coming back into it as well. So look, I mean, the league has served as well, I suppose, from the point of view of getting getting um, good time into inexperienced players and they are, they are coping with it well. And the performance of your number 11 today, another great game. People were saying he should have been full back, centre back. You put him at number 11. 
uh, he's, he's paying a rich dividend. He, he plays an awful lot of hurling at, 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 in the forwards for his club and always has done, you know, so it's not as if he suddenly he's converted into a forward. He's a very, very experienced club forward and he's a very, very good hurler. But, but just the red cards, your view of it, like it, it looked awkward more than malicious. Sorry. Yeah, again, uh, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't expect to see a red card, to be honest, you know. Um, again, I just got a quick look. I was probably looking around the field to see where the ball was going. But I wouldn't say there's certainly there was nothing malicious in it, I'd say for sure. Okay, that's Thank you. That was Brian Cody, and this is what Liam Cal has to say to Barry. Liam Cal, uh, that was tough going. People said, I sure whatever that had already qualified, but he didn't come up here to lose. No, no, uh, Barry. It's always great to come to Nolan Park here. You, you, mm. what, a, what a place to come to and learn, learn about your players um, mm. every day. The questions are always asked of you here, and uh, not as always asked of me anyway. Any time I came here as a player, so <laughs> it, it, it didn't pass too many of me either, if I'm being yeah. honest. But uh, yeah, great workout for us, and uh, um, you know, oh, them type of matches, Barry, are just you know they're just great games to get leading into championship. Mm. You looked sharper even than you did against Tipperary. I, I mean, I thought you looked awfully well, hurled awfully well down in Donegal's Park, you know. But then Kilkenny was at the first step. Yeah, well, look. Kilkenny, after the first 20-25 minutes, really got to grips with us and um, Kilkenny do what Kilkenny do best and that's they, they, they figure you out and they, and they grind you down and they work massively hard as a unit, like it's, it's always, uh, Brian Cody's teams down the years have always proven that and we weren't, you know, we didn't come in here with our eyes closed, we knew exactly what was going to happen but we just didn't have somebody answers today when, when, when the questions were asked. Yeah, the first two, if you'd have got the first two goals, would it have been a different, would it have put a different complexion on it? I no? think so. I, yeah, think, I think it would have made it more competitive. Not sure whether we'd have won it or not, Barry, but definitely when you take on the likes of Kilkenny in their own backyard, you have to be taking the chances. And we didn't today, and as a result, the scoreboard reflected it accordingly. So, Thanks for talking. No problem. Yes, right, yeah, that was uh, Barry talking to Liam Cal. Um, now, looking at the GA website, it says that the two semi-finals are actually down for next Saturday. Now, it does say on top of this screen to be confirmed, but along with the relegation playoff and the, and the other division uh, finals and that, so that's down there. First semi-final is first place team versus second place in A versus second place team in B, and the second semi-final is second place team in A versus the first place team in B. That would be um, Kilkenny would be the first place team in uh, B, so that's uh, Kilkenny playing the second semi-final. But we'll get all that confirmed, I would imagine, uh, tomorrow. Now, uh, Paddy Kelly, you were watching that game at home. Your, your observations on it uh, from a Kilkenny point of view, they have been improving steadily, haven't they? They have, and uh, listen, going back to the Dublin match there, as uh, Barry pointed out earlier, that uh, everybody thought Dublin would turn them over, but in fairness, Kilkenny went up there, and Batman Parnell Park, which isn't an easy place to win. Today's match, look, the work rate defence you know and they stayed in the game bit shaky for the first 15 minutes or so I won't say shaky but Watford were passing the ball around but uh, as Kilkenny figured them out and what Kilkenny have has is intensity and they stuck with him and they got ahead there just before half time uh, probably a farce and goal by Kenny Buckley I don't mean to say it was farce but it, it, it was a, a goal that brought him back into it and put him ahead and from there on they looked in total control yeah there was just day 1000 in UPMC in Nolan Park today what was the atmosphere like Liam because it was the biggest crowd obviously 
yeah. in two years and, it, and the general trust of the game. It was buzzing and I mean just walking up to UPMC in Oldham Park prior to the game you know there was a real championship feel to it there was wrong direction performing outside you had the, the bunting and the flags even the odd sombrero I'm not sure, quite sure why, you, why you'd wear a sombrero in this weather but uh, it was a really really top atmosphere and uh, it lived up to it and look sometimes you can delve into cliches when you bring the crowd into how they affect games but they really did have an impact on those Kilkenny players because there was times where Kilkenny were under a bit of under the cosh Waterford were pumping on the pressure and you know they had to work like dogs and I think the crowd played their part so the atmosphere was crucial Younger players making their head making their name like yeah. Mikey Butler is now seen as a yeah. stickler uh, Barry Henriquez has described him as a younger version of Fan Larkin David Blanchfield close to man of the match yeah. not man of the match on TG Cahar yeah. um, Derek Keane Kenny yeah. a number of new players have really stepped up to the plate now I know we were, there were, Tom Feeney didn't play today he had a hamstring injury but the league has gone pretty good from that point of view for Brian Cody and it's the old story if you're playing well you'll hold on to your place It has most certainly and I suppose with those first three or four games it was very hard to gauge where Kilkenny were at Waterford and Dublin and I think you mentioned it yourself we're always going to be the test as to how close we are to the pack and I, we've passed the test with flying colours I mean you mentioned David Blanchfield I was a bit in two minds about him for the past couple of weeks he really um, convinced me to that that he's coming up and he's promising I mean Joe Hennessy alluded to it a couple of times his feeling of the ball was brilliant Keane Kenny what he lacks in size he makes up for an effort and skill and quality he's been a really impressive player in midfield and then you have the, the Shamrocks players I know TJ wasn't involved today uh, Adrian didn't have the best game in the world but those players are to come back as well so there's a nice um, steady 15 brewing and even Billy Ryan he's been in for a bit of flack sometimes in the Kilkenny jersey over the past couple of years he doesn't always get the rub of the green but I do think he's improving so oh, time, yeah. there, there's signs there still a bit to go but there's certainly signs OK look we'll take a break now and we're going to uh, go to Canis Brennan for a report on the Camogie match something that uh, Paddy Kelly will know uh, far more about it than myself in fairness we'll see what his views on that are Galway defeat Kilkenny today we'll be back with you after these uh, short break the Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday Evening Talksport on CRKC, 88.7 FM. Yes, you're very welcome back to the programme while the Kilkenny minor team travelled to Edenderry today to take on Galway in the All-Ireland semi-final. Kilkenny the reigning champions, but it didn't go too well, Canis Brennan. No, they didn't afraid they, they went down, went down fighting the five points again, but it was disappointing to stay. I mean, they didn't play up the form, I the five-week layoff since the last match definitely didn't help him, I'd say. You know what I mean? The fact that Galway had a match last week probably helped, certainly. And I mean, Kenny could have probably done the quarter-final last week to get him going again. But, I mean, they, 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 they started off slowly. Then after 10 minutes, they had two goals scored. And in as many, many minutes, they were flying us six points ahead. But then there was an injury happened to one of the Galway girls. Looked like she did a cruise. And after that, Galway came right back at them and, and was well on top. And the second half, then, I mean, it was only one, one, one show on the road. It was a Galway show, and Kilkenny, you know what I mean, only scored a point in the second half, you know. Who got the so Kilkenny goals in the first half? In the, in the first half, it was a great goal by, by Emma Shorten, got a great goal to start off. And then, a minute later, Amy Brennan rounded the full back and, and, and buried it in the roof of the net. Probably missed two more easy chances as well. You I mean, Kilkenny were, probably should have got another 2-3, two, 2-4 two, maybe in the first half, the way they were going, they were, when they had the dominant spell. Before that, Gary got injured, but then I mean the things just fell apart a little bit, and they were second every ball. They were missing, their, you know, the, the breaks weren't going their way, and 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 really the forwards just didn't fire most of the. I mean the last the forty minutes, the last forty minutes of the game, the forwards really didn't fire, and the, I mean that that was evident by scoring just one point from a from a free. It was only from it wasn't even from play. And so. Galway were seemed to be fairly physical. They lost the player to two yellow cards. Yeah, they got I mean, 
ironic. They, they got eight yellow cards. One girl, Alwyn, Alwyn Rabbit, got sent off. Means it was, it was, it wasn't exactly a dirty game. It was a physical game. It wasn't a dirty game. They, they did live on the edge when the girls, the Kenny girls, got near the goal. All right, they said they did pull them down. That's why they got a lot of yellow cards. And and they didn't make use of them. I mean, they had they had fourteen and fifteen for ten minutes. Didn't really make use of the extra player either. So. I mean, but the problem was they just couldn't score. I mean, they were, they were, they were a little bit leaders up front, and, and it was disappointing enough for a team that has so much potential to to go down to go down that 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 road. But again, it probably didn't help them that they've been they've been off five weeks as well and haven't had a competitive match in five weeks. It didn't help them. Okay, Canis, thanks for that. Right. We say hard luck right. to Mick Wall and the team, and uh, shall look uh, better luck next year. Thanks, Canis, for that. That's Canis Brennan. Paddy, you'd have a fair eye for the Camogie, yeah. uh, given your uh, connection yeah. with Dixborough there. Yeah. Um, I think the Browns going to be up again today. I felt this Galway team put in a massive score against Wexford they did and the other thing you're looking at last year's result it took Kenny extra time to get over I Galway. was there yeah. it was an incredible yeah. game incredible. and they retained a lot of them players in fairness to Galway but Galway underage is very very strong and Cork uh, underage not saying that Kenny isn't like that but it would have been a, a, a tight enough match I thought uh, Kenny would have got over him but I'm not surprised Galway and it's Galway now and Cork I think in, in the final and uh, Cork have put an awful lot of resources in the last maybe 10 years into, into, into underage and it's paying some dividends for him now yeah, absolutely. Okay, thanks for that, Paddy. And um, we last uh, Patrick's Day, obviously, we headed to Croke Park to see Kieran's and Arskorish. Uh, the Arskorish uh, were deserving winners, one seventeen to fifteen points. I chatted after the game to the two managers, first Brian Dowling, and then Niall Morden. Well, Brian, not the way you had planned for the year to end. Uh, disappointing performance, I'd say, and that's just the way it was. Uh, look, we just met a very good team, I suppose. A um, couple, I think, moments in the game, I thought turned. I thought we had the. Bit momentum in the second half there. We missed maybe a couple of freezes, a couple of chances, and we couldn't really we couldn't really draw them back in to get them level. And obviously the goal at the end then was a killer. But look, I thought there wasn't much in it maybe during the second half, but uh, we just couldn't close the gap. They tactically with the extra defender in the uh, throughout the game, we struggled to kind of get the better of that. And some of our deliveries from defence were not cutting out that player. I know he's an excellent player. Look, we knew they were going to set up like that. They've been setting up like that for the last four or five times, I suppose. And um, look, he's a very good player. He's very good at reading to play you know we spoke a lot about it during the week and um, you know he's obviously when you have seven defenders you're probably going to block off a bit of traffic there and uh, restrict us a bit maybe in the first half but again I thought we, we kind of got to grips with it in the second half but just we weren't putting away the scores and of course then in the, the the ball that we were sending a lot of high ball as well that was proven challenging for our attack they were very strong in the air look they're a very good team um, I suppose we're trying to get past the sweeper so we're trying to get long deliveries in um, look, we're just bitterly disappointed now and we just have to nick our runes and get on with it, so it's just extremely disappointing. Well, Niall, three times against Kieran's with Arsgill Reach, I think once as a player with Flannins, you finally got over the line and I think in some style today, you were by far the better team from the throwing. Um, yeah, look, we, we, we probably dominated a lot of aspects of the game, I suppose, early doors. We probably left a lot of chances behind us. Our use of the ball probably wasn't the way we'd envisaged it. And then, I suppose, when Kenny's centre-back, Kieran's centre-back landed two points, you kind of say, Jesus, are we after kind of kind of leaving chances behind us? And then, obviously, the penalty as well. And you'd say, this could have been a sorry me incident. I'm sure it's to be the same day again. But I suppose there's a resolve in these lands. And I know every manager will say that. But they've been beaten in finals at 14 colleges. They're beating D9 final, beating in the hearty final they still kept them coming even in the All-Ireland series like they had at the Rye, a very very strong team probably nearly beaten in the quarter final the game was abandoned you could have said ah, sure well it's not going to be it but kept coming and I suppose for us I suppose it's the character that they have shown over the last I suppose two or three months in particular that's what we're most proud of and I suppose for them to get the performance that they did on Crow Park on Paddy's Day 
it's 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 dream stuff and we're obviously thrilled we're just thrilled. well obviously after losing to Tull in the hearty final and that obviously was a downer to the members the management and the team credit to everybody who had to come back here and you, you played with real confidence today yeah look again we made no bones about it Tuller were the best team in the hearty final I suppose for us we had a system of play up to that game and maybe we probably like we felt that Tuller as very very well coached team we felt that maybe they might have been a little bit wise to us and probably didn't play to our fullest ability on the day and that was a regret and we probably went back to doing what we were good at focused on our own game and I suppose that ultimately saw us through and that's testament to the work of, of Paul and Cormac and everyone who's helped us and probably on a wider scale testament to all the teachers within the school and all the coaches and the clubs um, all the counties player in Limerick they're doing phenomenal work both teams like, and I suppose for us it's the culmination of our work but it's also kind of kudos to the work that's been done by all those stakeholders in our school and in the very same way that when those clubs or counties achieve I think they'll feel that we had an input into kind of developing their players uh, Niall O'Farrell started that game today again some of the players on your team I know I thought he was tremendous today and was probably close to the man of the match and uh, where did he come out of because I, I wouldn't know the team in the same way Jerome was telling me he had been injured Jeez, Nicky, you're getting old. I thought you would know a little bit more than that. Uh, Ashton Nile, look, Nile is one of our best forwards for all the years, like, and he's a centre forward, free taker. He just got a, he did his AC joint against uh, Good Council, and sure, we picked an old trick there. I think Kilkenny oftentimes they start an old bolter, so we started an old bolter in this one. And look, he was slow to settle into the game, but when he did, he just his hurling shone through. And so was there again. He's from a club like Broadford, a club that needed a flow of hurlers coming in, in East Clare, and he's a bright spark for the time to come. Well, tactically, you built up with uh, next to the in the back line and uh, to be fair it Kieran's uh, for somehow or another kept hitting the ball in, in the direction of uh, Keane Scully was mostly the free man and uh, that played into your hands I thought Yeah and that's probably credit to the boys back to pitch they probably put the Kilkenny sweeper under a lot of pressure and that was forcing him into doing it but look as I said in, in those periods of the game where we did the very same thing and we fed Joe Fitzpatrick and uh, look as the game wore on they settled they kind of made like the key for us there was obviously being tactically set up but we needed to make Crow Park play big make it as big as possible and I think as the game wore on we did and then athletically we were very quite capable and um, look I suppose David Kennedy even there he was he was a live wire threat up front he was mad for work Shane oh, I'm not named up and all these boys were just they were phenomenal they gave us everything that they had and I think that's what we're proudest of genuinely that's what we're proudest of they, we gave them everything that we had they gave us everything that they had and for once we got a result and a, a clearly a great day for our school race you've got so close in the past there was only two points two points and three points for certain Cairns the last time this time you got over the line and I think deserving so and a great day for the school and you personally and your colleagues as well but ultimately for the school to land the Crow Cup is a big big occasion yeah and you know what Nicky is testament for Kilkenny man to say that and the one thing we'd have always felt was we've always based ourselves what, uh, of what Cairns do and I suppose Limerick and in that context and Clare would base themselves off Kilkenny they're the epitome of hurling they're extraordinary in how they do the ordinary and I suppose for us look we lost a couple of those all Ireland's Sean, you could argue we probably didn't show up maybe in one of them and it could have been thrown at us there that you're just not able to get over Cairns you're soft and you're weak and I suppose maybe in the lead up to this we kind of removed that we were playing Cairns we were playing in opposition and maybe as the game wore on it probably stood to us because straight away for these lads they have no history with Cairns this is the first time they've ever played them so why kind of burden them with the, what had happened previously and I think even just from a Limerick school I think Sexton Street back in 66 like there's the bones of a 60 year kind of a, a wait for an All-Ireland title and maybe Limerick we've been waiting for a lot of them in, in Clare and I think there's another kind of one put to bed for now and look next year comes around quick enough we'd, we'd have a lot to do to be there again 
Yeah, that was Niall Morden, a happy Niall Morden after losing three as a coach and one as a player. We couldn't blame him. Paddy Kelly, tell us what's happening across the water on the soccer front. On the soccer front at the moment there, uh, Nicky, it's nil-nil uh, between uh, Liverpool and Nottingham Forest with 37 minutes to go. Gone there. Uh, just Are we in for a surprise there? I mean, uh, that chap on your right hand side will be very. He won't sleep tonight. If he won't. Nottingham Forest have a bit of form. They've beaten uh, Tottenham and Man United on the way to this uh, quarter final. So, you look, uh, it won't be simple for Liverpool. But uh, just looking at the the, the semi finals there, it's probably the three big three they're talking about: uh, Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea. And I suppose a lot of the romantics will be hoping that Crystal Palace will get to the final. You know, but uh, earlier today, Crystal Palace beat Everton by four goals nil. Manchester City overcame Southampton by four goals to one. Yesterday, Chelsea uh, uh, beat Middlesbrough 2-0. And like I said there at the moment, it's Liverpool and not as far as 0-0. Earlier today uh, in the Scottish Premiership, uh, Glasgow Rangers uh, won 2-1 against Dundee. So they're still three points behind Glasgow Celtic. And in the Premiership uh, uh, fixtures today, uh, earlier on, Leicester beat Brentford 2-1. And just finished there half an hour ago, uh, Tottenham uh, beat uh, West Ham 3-1, uh, a min-double there. Uh, got him over the line very good Liam Kelly Rook, have you anything for us on any uh, sport at your end Yep, uh, just the golf. The Valsport Championship is taking place this weekend. They're into the final round this evening. Uh, Davis Riley holds the lead on 18 under par. He's two shots clear of the field. And then uh, best of the Irish is Shane Lowry. He's um, eight shots further back on 10 under par, tied for 12th. And uh, really, that's all All about. That's it. OK, we just have a confirmation from our old good friend. Well, Patrice just sent it on. Finbar McCarthy, who's a good friend of ours here in the station, he said, confirmation is part of a long-standing arrangement. The Alliance National Hurricane semi-final Cork versus Kilkenny will be played in Parky Creeve possibly next Saturday with the time to be confirmed by the CCC tomorrow so that's coming from uh, Finbar McCarthy Pat Tracy picked it up so there are somebody has been checking that uh, checking that with us uh, Jim Rowan yes I'm afraid Jim that's the end of the campaign for the uh, Kilkenny minor Camogie team and uh, Benjamin thank you for your text as usual we love to hear from you Benjamin and uh, over there on the Isle of Luce he's happy to see uh, encouraging to see the depth and structure competitors our panel that has developed during the league Cork will provide a massive test ahead of the championship although it's hard to read too much into results yet you got that one right there you got that one right now uh, local soccer results we don't need to get um, John Corrigan there's only two results in the uh, cup uh, Stoneyford nil Freebooters A4 and in Division 1 it's Ormondville 1 Freebooters B1 and I have the hockey results here as well I didn't get any Tristan apologies I didn't get a chance to ring you but in the women's division 10 Kilkenny thirds 1 Portran thirds 1 in the women's division 9 Kilkenny seconds 3 Portran seconds 1 in the men's division 3 Avoca thirds 3 Kilkenny seconds uh, 3 in the uh, today on the uh, 6th X85 league playoff Kilkenny 6 Gory won first five. What a great game that's turned out to be. And in the sixth class boys league playoff, Kilkenny done the double over Gory. Kilkenny four, Gory won. So well done to everybody involved down there. Now we'll uh, take a break in a moment, but the Junior A Camogie final took place in Johnstown on uh, Friday. No joy for the... the uh, the Loretta Kilkenny they lost 2-8 to 2-5 to the Ursulines of Turles I spoke to Brendan Williams after the match and I'm very delighted uh, JJ Cavanagh well associated with this station and his daughter Aoife who happened to be involved with the Turles team Brendan Williams Brendan I'm afraid uh, the best team won there today there was no argument at the end and probably three points was, was as much as I could get to them yes uh, to be honest if anything unfortunately the scoreline flatters us 
they, we, they only won by three points but they were by far the better team throughout the whole match now given the avalanche of goals that came the last day both defences clearly tightened up big time today yeah but replays very rarely go the same way as the original match so that doesn't surprise me but both defences tightened up but the forwards weren't as good on either side today yeah and that made it very difficult for yourselves I mean they did make it come near the end when Rachel Dowling got that goal from a free it did look as if you were nearly going to pull off the impossible yeah, it would have been the impossible I, I never felt comfortable at any stage during the match they were very athletic I thought their off the shoulder passing was top class against the breeze in particular yeah and also their movement off the ball uh, was outstanding today I've never seen a team a camogie team at, at this level do as much running off the ball as they did well look at the Loretta even though you haven't won today or didn't win the senior you still have had a great year and uh, well done Brendan on all you're doing in the school well I don't know if it was a great year but we'll keep trying thanks Brendan Congratulations, Aoife. A Kilkenny person among all those Tipperary girls. And you were a magnificent day at centre-half-back. Well done. Thanks. It was a great game to win. After the last day, when maybe Dolores were the better team, you were very much the better team today from the start. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, thanks. I must I'll talk to your dad as well, because JJ is very much a great supporter of the station. You're a proud dad here today. Certainly am, Nicky. Certainly am. It's a great day. The first ever Camogie All-Ireland they've won. And, and you actually you also played um, hockey I believe and won a competition yesterday what was that? Uh, it was the Munster Under 16 Division 1 Cup we, so that was two big games in two days so you're going to enjoy the weekend <laughs> yeah I have training again yeah, when is training again? Uh, tomorrow and Sunday for the hockey? yeah and camogie oh because yeah. you kept going you're playing with the, the Kenny Under 16s oh with the Kenny Under 16s are very good well you're a proud dad because I said to you a Kenny man supporting Tipperary but you did say no you're supporting the Ursuline exactly no, I don't support Tipperary. I support the Earth Line. You're dead right, Nicky. Yeah. And I would shout, and you never heard me saying up Torless. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, but it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant day for for Aoife. And there's five or six girls on the panel from the from the, our club as well. So we, we have great representation. Yeah, and of course you'll be back uh, playing with the, the Emeralds in the Camogie during the summer, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. And what are you hoping to win on that? Well, the competitions, I suppose. Like. Very good, but very good. Well, well done. Go back and celebrate with your teammates, Sarifa. Thank you. Bye. Well, JJ, Thanks, look at it. In fairness, from the start there today, the uh, Ursulines were the better team, really. And uh, the three points, I think, flattered the Loretta at the end. I think so. I think I think the Ursuline were way better. And uh, I think Ursuline learned an awful lot from the last day. They, they, they had their players marked. They did a great job. Was, strategy was good and it really paid off today you know it's a, even against the wind they were ahead at half time so which was incredible and a strong wind well done JJ go up and celebrate even, you, if, even if it is a Kilkenny man celebrating with Chip Rary <laughs> for, well, we, for one week we're, we're going for soup and sandwiches down to Billy Fitz's now Billy home hurling in Johnson very good thanks yeah. JJ thank you Yes, a very, very happy JJ Kavanagh, good supporters of this station here. And why would he not be? You know, he'd uh, ah, look, it was great for them and a, a fine young player, his daughter Ephias as well. Just to get a correction, I'm glad people are listening to me here, but thank you, Canis, for that. Kilkenny Miners are still have still the Leinster Championship to play. So Jim Rowan, they're not finished yet. The Kilkenny Minor team have still to play the Leinster Championship over the next few weeks. They do things a little bit different on the Camogie scene, the championship, the All Ireland Championship before the Leinster Championship. We'll take a break and we'll be back uh, with James Blanchfield from Kilkenny Rugby Club after that. The voice of the black and amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Yes, you're very welcome back to talk sport. We'll try and get Bear on the phone, just not answering there yet. Maybe he's tied up. Look, Kilkenny Rugby survived Division 1A today and we spoke to James Blanchfield earlier about their big win over Wicklow. 
to lift the Kilkenny flag and the colours of Black and Amherst were shining in Nolan Park today. They were also shining down in Carlow because Kilkenny have retained their status in Division 1A of the Leinster Rugby League and we say well done to them. They had a convincing 32-7 win. They've been coming good in the last couple of weeks, James Blanchfield, and they must have entered today with confidence. Watching the scores ticking through here on the, on the Twitter feed, Kilkenny looked to be on top right from the kick-off. Uh, they certainly were, Nicky. Yeah, we're looking. We're all delighted. Um, they certainly were. From, from from, I suppose the first two or three minutes, it looked like Wicklow were were like they were an unpredictable quantity for us. But it looked like they were in the game and they brought a lot. They, they brought a strong game with them. But Podgeman scored for us after five minutes, and so from there on, it was pretty much clear uh, clear plain sailing for us. Um, there was no stopping the lads today. Absolutely everything they touched turned to gold. Um, we kept the scoreboard ticking. Hugh Corkery was landing penalties from all around the field in the first half. Now, granted, he had a very strong win behind him, but uh, it made it a little bit easier. But he, 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 the, the accuracy was there, and that's the hardest part to get. So, but we're, we're absolutely delighted. We're retaining our status. We certainly brought, a lot of people here today are saying, is our best performance of the season. Um, so look, it's, it's incredible. The lads deserve incredible kudos, and you know, I was probably their biggest critic all year. And our scrum was in trouble, and they were soft and they were weak. In fairness, they brought it today, and they they they, they showed a lot of people up today with the performance they put in. And, and what do you put? Kudos. What do you put it down to, James? I mean, they were clearly very focused going into the match, uh, but and I suppose it's like everything. If you get a try or two early on, it gives the team great confidence. Yeah, I, I actually, the only thing what we put it down to is the performance in Edenberry last week in the Cup against Edenberry. There were 20 minutes at the end of the second half where we were, we were, we defended our hearts out. And if we had taken our foot off the glass last week against Edenberry and not defended as well as we did when the chips were down, we, we might have had a different result today, but it just kind of brought a little bit of camaraderie into the team, the lads. They brought the lads together. Kenny next, next Sunday at 3 o'clock in Foodstown 
that's a big one for us like I mean there was a lot of eyes on us in Car- playing in Carlo today in, in, in bringing our best performance of the season there was a lot of eyes on us um, through, through the Carlo lads they were watching us very very closely Carlo won't be a simple task for us next week we, we, we watched them a few weeks ago in the cup when they beat Longford uh, what was it three weeks ago in Carlo and they're a very athletic team they have a lot of explosive players uh, particularly in their, their, their two centres and their wingers and you don't you can't give the full back Richard Weiss an opportunity to kick the goal because he will he will convert them so you know we, we just have to prepare we for Carlo next week we couldn't have any better preparation for us than getting the win today we'll bring a lot of morale forward from that um, these guys like our guys are doing a good cup run and we believe, uh, we believe they're good enough to win. And sure, and sure, why not, James? Look, we'll leave it at that, James. The line is breaking up a little bit. But look, well done to all in Kilkenny Rugby, and uh, we'll be obviously keeping a very close eye on that cup game with uh, Carlo uh, next Sunday out in Folkestone. We wish all the lads well, and uh, let's hope that they continue their campaign, building up momentum. James, thanks for joining well us. Well done to the hurlers as well. Absolutely. Thank you very much, James. And that's James Blanchfield. As ever, helpful to us here, keeping us up to date uh, with what's happening in uh, rugby circles. Thank you, James, for that. Yeah, we can't get there, but Liam Kelly Rook has the winners today from Downpatrick. Yep, and they started racing there at 10 past two. Coming out on top was number five, Winding River, at nine to one. Moving to the 240, the winner there was number four, Coulter, at four to one. Coming out on top in the quarter past three was number three, Andy's Flame, at six to one. The quarter to four race went the way of number 10, Spades are Trumps, at five to one. The 20 past four, first past the post there was number seven, Howie Aoife, at 50 to one. The five to five, went the way of number four Michael's pick at eight to one and finally then the 525 from Downpatrick first past the post was number seven Sir Jimmy Mack at 14 to one now we will have from Kieran Airy all the results of the handball uh, tomorrow evening lots of Kilkenny handballers great weekend for Kilkenny handballers big win for Dermot Nash I love this comment I waited 12 bloody years for this his first win beating Robbie McCarthy uh, good wins for uh, Kilkenny in junior Aoife Holden in uh, Johnny Brennan the ageless man from Ballet file he won an All-Ireland again defeating Kevin Garrity and unfortunately no joy for Amy Brennan although she did uh, play for Kilkenny today alright so there's lots of other um, big uh, results coming up but Kieran Airy will have them all uh, for us uh, tomorrow night just have a bit here now from uh, the St. Bridges College Callan the last game they'll ever play at St. Bridges College Callan Barry had a lovely interview with Noel O'Driscoll but let's reflect on the Junior B Camogie final. St. Bridget's of Callan took on presentation of Thurlis. And uh, Barry Enriquez, it was a step too far for the Callan women. Yes, indeed, Liam. Uh, it was a step too far. The better team won. Let me say that at the outset, the better team won. They were the more uh, more mature, uh, physically probably a bigger team. And uh, they had more good hurlers than Callan, than the St. Bridget's Camogie uh, Callan. Now, now that was the actual game that Barry's reporting on. Apologies, I loaded the wrong, uh, I loaded the wrong, the wrong uh, interview here. But uh, here is Noel O'Driscoll talking to Barry. Noel O'Driscoll, uh, disappointed, I, th- I say. Still, you made it to Connaught Ireland final. There's a lot of teams behind you. you left a lot in your wake. Uh, but I presume I'm suggesting to you, and you could probably take the head off me for saying this. <laughs> but I thought the better team won. Uh, very, very disappointed, Barry. Um, we had a lot of hard battles getting to an All-Ireland. We're a small school. Um, we're very disappointed today, but definitely 100% the better team won on the day. They were stronger all around, and um, they, they're, they're a super team, and I just want to congratulate them. Um, having said that, our own team are very young, 
um, we, we have a lot of third years, second years on it. Um, so, you know, we should probably go, be going up a grade next year and uh, hopefully we'll be able to um, to do well under our new name of Kalashta Owen Ree. That's, I think, one of the disappointing things is that it's the last go, it's the last, it's the last um, hurrah for St. Bridges College and all Ireland's. But um, I suppose we have won a few over the years, so we're still very, very proud of the girls and they never gave up. They never gave up. They battled hard. The conditions were tough enough second half. They uh, probably should have got a bit more in the first half. We, yeah, we should have had. Yeah, we, 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 we missed a few chances. Um, but I think that's the way it goes, isn't it? Swings sure. and roundabouts. And when yeah. you don't have the look at the green on the day, um, it just didn't work for us. You know, some, some of our players um, maybe were a little bit overwhelmed by the occasion. But as I say, they're very young. And, you know, you have to lose one to win one, I think. And looking at the tears of the girls out there today, I think, you know, it's, it's hard to see them so upset. But it's a good sign as well because, you know, they'll know next year what it feels like to lose an All-Ireland. And I'm so proud of them, every single one of them, because to get to an All-Ireland, as I say, for a very small school, small pick, um, you know, it's fantastic. Uh, it's, as you mentioned there, this is the last hooray for a famed college that has produced tremendous camogie players over the years since their inception, I suppose, but uh, like St. Bridges College of Callan, I remember you winning all Ireland senior finals with the likes of uh, Sinead and Tracy mm, yeah. and Anna and Denise Gall the and all those. Denise they were Gold, great yeah. days, yeah. They were great days. They were super days and, um, you know, uh, great memories, super memories. Um, and even before I got there, Callan were, were, were doing so well with, with Camogie. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, it might be the end of the era for St. Bridget's, but maybe it'll be a new era for um, Colossia Henry. Um, apparently, we won an All Ireland Junior A. 32 years ago this year and Sinead Millet was captain she contacted me last night and that I can't believe that it's actually 32 years ago and <laughs> I'm still here <laughs> but anyway <laughs> maybe he's telling me something <laughs> and in an inverted in an inverted sense I know you lost the All-Ireland final but St. Bridges College finished as an All-Ireland finalist well that's true that's true we, we, then that can't be taken away no, from you know and we say that to the girls that you know you're in an All-Ireland final you're All-Ireland finalists and um, that's an absolutely super thing to be able to say in years to come and as I say we're just so proud of them yeah, that's Noel O'Driscoll there. Former Cork County player and played at Kilkenny as well and uh, an absolute stalwart of St. Bridget's over the years. The amount of work she and indeed many more. So it was a bit of a nostalgia. They will be Colossia uh, Henry from here on in. Uh, Liam Kelly Rook, we have no update on Liverpool or no score from Liverpool and Manchester and uh, so sorry, Manchester, uh, Nottingham Forest. No, when last we checked in it was nil-nil at half-time and uh, by the looks of it they're still at the half-time break. A tricky enough tie for Liverpool um, obviously Nottingham Forest have put crookedness on Spurs and Arsenal in the previous round so it was never going to be an easy tie and so it's proving so they're still at the half-time break and it's nil-nil there and as Paddy told us earlier on in the other FA Cup ties today Crystal Palace hit Everton for 4 and a 4 0 victory and Manchester City won 4-1 away at Southampton so I know Everton want to focus on the league and maintaining their Premier League status but a hiding like that can't do their confidence anymore. Certainly not. Just briefly back to Noel, UPMC Nolan Park today. Parik Walsh really setting in a centre-half forward. And whether we like it or not, Hugh Lawler is the full-back. There's no question of taking him out of there. He's safety personified. There, there's no chance of him being moved. He's just so solid under the ball. He knows what he's doing. He's calm. He, 
he just has a complete understanding of the game. And look, Parik Walsh, I don't know how many years it was going on about people complaining that he wasn't being played in the right position. He's up there now and he's doing the damage. Absolutely. Well, look, that's it for uh, a bit of a marathon session here today. Time for me to get out of here. Tommy Dowd is coming in next with Country and Irish. And Kevin Lafar is going to be doing the love zone tonight instead of Larry Dowd. So, Kevin, I'm sure you'll have lots of uh, nice music and that. Do stay for Tommy Dowd. He'll have the best in country and Irish coming up. And we'll be back tomorrow night with uh, the TC Terms World of Gaelic Games. Kieran Early will give us a lot more details on what was a fantastic weekend for Kilkenny Handball. Until then, Slán agus banacht.